Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Welcome to the show, this this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I'm your host. I am really excited about my guest today. And look, if you've been following me for a while, you know I, I get to talk to really amazing people. But the lady I'm going to talk to today has the most interesting job, I think, of just about anybody that I've spoken to in a long time. Today, my guest is Heather Markle. She is She calls herself a full-time travel coach. She literally transitioned from a corporate job into a life of traveling full-time. And she makes a living doing it. And so when you think about what travel does for us, you know, travel allows us to, you know, push our limitations, you know, challenge, you know, the beliefs that we have about what's possible for us. There's no better way to do that, to up-level mentally than to go on a trip, especially to a place that you've never been. And so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course, absolutely. So, just let's go ahead and get right into it. Tell my audience a little bit about you and how you got to be doing what you do. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I was that, you know, corporate employee. Um, I was working in corporate for over 25 years and uh, I started being disillusioned uh, about the last 10. Um, and I just was like, there has got to be more meaning to life than feeling like I'm just rotting at my desk waiting for retirement. Uh-huh. And in January 2017, I felt a pain in my chest. Um, and it recalled for me um when I had been married and um I had a pain in my neck because of the like ping-pong emotion of emotion between my head and heart about I was unhappy in that marriage. Should I stay? Should I go? Uh-huh. And I let those emotions ping-pong until I herniated two discs in my neck. And so when I felt this pain in my chest in January of 2017, I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not turning this pain into another health issue. Uh Um, And that was my impetus to um, to quit. But I spent that year basically working up to it. But to be honest with you, when I finally had the courage to quit, I I really thought it was for like three or six months. I was going to just quit. Uh Travel yeah, for a I'm few asking, months, I'm sure that's right? what normal people would do, right? Exactly. And I thought yeah. I was trying to, you know, because I've been trying to be normal my whole life and like fit in and, you know, do what other people say I'm supposed to do and work and make money and all the stuff. And, and then there I am like six months in and I'm thinking, I really, I'm like happier than I've ever been but like in my recent life that I can remember. Why am I going back to real life? <laughs> um, and that's when I um, came back to New York. I looked at my New York rent, and I now could equate it to travel dollars, so to speak. Uh-huh, <laughs> and I bet. Like, yeah. So I was like, so I gave in. I gave up the apartment, put stuff in storage. Then thinking this will be one year. I'm going to do one more year. I'm going to see everything. It's going to be great. And then I'll yeah, come back. Almost like a gap year, right? Yeah. 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 And then, um, and then, well, I'm just starting year six. (laughs) So, oops. That's a long gap year. (laughs) Very long, yes. (laughs) So you really, you teach people how to travel full time and make a living doing it. 
Yeah, I teach them. Um, it's it's a lot about the transition to the lifestyle because uh-huh. I'm, so, I'm also a business coach, and in and it's the same. I think the starting point for both is always mindset, right? Because it's sure. all all of the thought processes we have that keep us from getting what we want. We know what we want, but we have a long laundry list of reasons we can't have it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're creatures of habit, right? We we think the same things over and over that our thoughts feel like facts. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing is our thoughts are facts. And that's why it's really important to make good thoughts (laughs) so that you have the facts that you want to create the life that you enjoy. So, yeah, so I always start with, you know, the mindset and then um, and then we go into money. Right. And for for a given client, that could be about creating the path to um, creating the the full time travel experience they want for someone else. They might be a digital nomad or a remote worker. So, you know, how's money going to work for them in that case? Um, so, um, and then, you know, if they're taking their business with them, what does that look like? So, um, and then the other piece is logistics, right? Cause everybody's like, well, what do, do I put my stuff in storage? Do I, do I keep my home? Like, what, what do I know? So there's always like lots of questions around, uh, the, the nitty gritty preparation stuff you have to do to live this lifestyle. Yeah. The logistics, I can see that where like, where, where do you live for three months? And then where do you put yeah. your stuff and how do you literally like function? Cause as good as travel sounds, you still have to be able to function day to day, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's, so I think you, there's, there's a whole lot here that we can go into more, but I think what's really going to be helpful for people listening is kind of going through each of these three basic containers is the way, the way I'm hearing you talk about it. Obviously the starting point is mindset. It's the starting point with anything. I mean, it's the starting point with with anything that you're doing to challenge yourself to become a different version of yourself. And, you know, in my work, I see this a lot when people want to adopt a different lifestyle, when they're ready to create a new path for themselves, or when they're ready to create a new vision for themselves. And so, you know, the first place we have to start is really challenging our self-concept and, you know, what we think and believe about our reality, because, that's all through our own lens. I mean, other people are going to see how you think and believe through a different lens. So I think you have to start there. I agree. Yeah. And, and I mean, I have, when I first started traveling full-time, um, I actually, I really believed I was going just to see the world and, and kind of, um, I guess like a long vacation. <laughs> um, what I didn't expect is how introspective my first year was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do, um, I did a TEDx talk on the benefits of living nomadically. And, and one of the benefits really is, I mean, it's, it is like an adult vision quest. I really wasn't prepared for that, you know? And so that that's why um, I would say this is not a life for someone that's running away from something because mm-hmm. it will follow you. Um, it is a great life if you are, I mean, God, the first year I came up, you know, you know how whatever we don't like about ourselves kind of just, it gets recreated the situations wherever we are. So it's like, I'll just, I'll just offer up an example here just because you brought it up. Is it something that my coach calls the earthworm effect? It's Mm. like, there's almost always, there are always going to be situations, whether they be experiences, um, interactions with other people or, you know, an experience you had in business or whatever that could bring up something from your past. And it's not that that particular experience created that. 
it just brought up what was already there, right? Yes. It exactly. just brought, it just brings something to the surface that obviously you have to deal with, or to, to your point, you're just going to be recreating that going forward and just about every other experience. Why so many people, you know, talk a big game, but then they really don't do anything, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I'm lucky to be um, a certified professional coach because that year of training really, um, it was tough. And it gave me the skill set to go inward and look at when there's something about me that's bothering me, look, look at it in depth. Yeah. And shift it. <laughs> um, so I did a lot of personal work that first year that I I'm really sure. <laughs> well, I think I think with any experience, I think we have to challenge two things. What am I thinking about this and what do I want it to mean? Right. Yes. Yes. Because both of them are subjective. You know, both of them are opinion based because, you know, we can think something so often that it feels like a fact. It's like me going outside and saying, well, Heather, you know, it's sunny today. And somebody else may argue with me and say, well, no, it's really not sunny today. It's partly cloudy, you know, but that's yeah. factual to them. Right. Yeah. So it's just yeah. people just interpret things differently. I agree. And, you know, the the other thing about this lifestyle is, um, I mean, I I remember at the beginning um, I had, because I wasn't in the corporate world anymore, I was suddenly confronted with all of the belief systems uh-huh. that I didn't realize I was carrying with me that kept me going in the corporate world, but were completely useless to me <laughs> in this lifestyle. Um, so um, I had to sort of release all of these concepts about, you know, what is success? Yeah, because, right. Totally. Success Success in work life is like make as much money as you can and get promoted as often as possible. Yeah, let's move up the corporate ladder, right? Yeah. Which, which depending on where you are in corporate America, is probably the goal of the majority of people. Yes, you know, and suddenly it's like, well, woo, well, now what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point because I think from a mindset perspective, especially when it comes to how we look after ourselves. And, you know, there's no better thing or no better lens to look through as to how we do ourselves and how we're directing our thoughts and beliefs. And I just think at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, what is our definition of success? You know, is your your definition of success could be working part time and, you know, or it could be, you know, working not much if that's really what's important to you. You know, I think there's no rule that says you have to work the corporate ladder. Correct. I agree. 100%. Yeah. So when it comes to just one more question here about mindset before we move on, um, you know, so what about, let's say someone who really ha- has loves to travel, but maybe doesn't really want to travel a whole lot, you know, or maybe just can't see themselves traveling a whole lot. Maybe they're at a point in their life where they're just movement limited. Maybe they have some health challenges. So they're really thinking that as much as I would like to, I just don't know if I can. You know, I'm just wondering, you know, obviously it's going to vary from person to person, right? But I also think that speaking to somebody who does this full time and who's had her own share of health challenges, what would you say to that person? So I think, you know, depending on what those challenges are and, um, and what kind of medical attention and medication is required, I think it would be a discussion about um, matching up. Like, let's just say 
the main mindset issue was fear. I've got this problem. Uh-huh. Um, right. and, and we know what it is and we know it's manageable. And we know that if there's, if you, if the person needed medication, it's widely available anywhere. I think the discussion would be, why don't we, why don't you look at staying somewhere for like a month as opposed to, you know, moving around regularly, um, and see what it's like to be living in a different place in the world. Um, you may be surprised to find that medical care could be, could be better (laughs) than where, you know, what you're used to. And medication was a lot cheaper outside of America. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a colleague who recently, she and her husband, their, their kids are grown and they recently sold everything. This was last year and moved down to Zahuataneo in Mexico. And, And, you know, they have to go to Mexico City for, you know, healthcare and all of that, but they're really happy. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a different system, but they've been able to make it work. Yeah. And it is, it is going to be different. That's for sure. Wherever you are, but, um, but that's not necessarily bad. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a really important takeaway for people is that just because it might be different, it doesn't mean that it's your, you know, that it's going to be, you know, worse in any way. It could actually be better. Yep. Yeah. It's a big shocker. (laughs) Yeah. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. So let's go on to the second nugget that you started with, and that is creating some type of path forward so that you can actually make a living while you travel. I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. So that's going to vary again from person to person because um, some people are doing this in retirement. Um, some people are, uh, taking a break, a sabbatical, um, or quit and are taking a period of time off where they don't want to work. <laughs> um, but for those people that want to be a digital nomad or a remote worker and, you know, and have income, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, the great thing about, um, what the pandemic brought for us is the, um, the acceptability of, remote work and remote yeah, absolutely working, and right? that's not, not going anywhere that's just yeah. going to get bigger and it's and the thing is that remote work i feel like we need a new term because remote work right now applies to you working from your home in your kitchen in your you know your den whatever um but my re- version of remote work is no you're working from rome or paris or peru <laughs> you know? no i love that i love that because i think remote tends to imply that you're off in some far, far, far away place, like in the middle of Timbuktu with no communication with anybody, right? Yeah. 
Well, but I think like our society has given the remote work concept, though, the name to working from home. And that's why I think uh-huh. like, like, I don't know, there needs to be some other term. But but so for people that want to take their work on the road or let go of work and, you know, the corporate and find a different way to work, um, you know, some of it is um, networking, some of it's trust, some of it's, you know, starting a business, it's going to be different for each person. But with the acceptability of remote work, um, it's, it's easier now than ever before to go on all the job sites and actually search for full time or even part time remote work. And usually the positions tell you if they are 100% remote or, you know, 80 or 60% remote, because some jobs require you to be there once a month or once a week. Um, Others don't care where you are and never need you there. Yeah. you can go and go into that and and, and project-based work. So sometimes you might do a part-time position for three months. Sometimes you might do a um, a year-long kind of position. And then money is... Um, so I, I, I feel that when you travel full-time, your relationship to money also changes, unless, of course, you are the corporate worker who's gone and worked remotely and you're keeping your salary and you're just, you're still trying to climb the ladder, so to speak, but you're also, you know, you have the incomes that you can just easily afford to travel. Yeah, Um, I would imagine that that would be a learning curve for a lot of people, but I also think that it really challenges you to not just examine like your stuff, so to speak, yeah. right? Because some people really have strange relationships with their stuff. It's like yes. they just can't let it go. Yep. So I think, but I also think that it challenges you to really evaluate what's really important and, and you know, how that aligns with your values. It does. It really does. You know, I'll t- when you travel full time, I mean, I basically, you want to carry as little as possible. So I Absolutely. have, you know, I have a carry on roller bag and a smaller backpack with me. And I'm like, you know, for months at a time. And I'm like, wow. Like, and I was someone that bought into the idea of buying lots of stuff and, you know, needing a bigger space to fit more stuff. And, <laughs> and it's just amazing to me that, that, you can get by with so little. You really don't. Yeah, you really can. And I mean, I have to be honest, I I haven't always been the best about packing over the years, but since I've been doing a lot more traveling, I do a lot of retreats in my business. Um, It's really my zone of genius. Um, I've gotten a lot better about compartmentalizing and staying organized and just paring down to just you know, minimal stuff. And I mean, it, it's, I'm a work in progress, I'll be honest, but, but I am getting a lot better about it. Yeah. 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 It takes work. It does. Yeah, it does. But it, <laughs> but it's the more you travel, I suspect the better you get at it. You do. Although I feel, I don't, I don't know the, the problem I have is of course, cause I do work and I get paid for my photographs as well. Um, and writing. So I, my laptop and my camera, um, are already like more weight than I want. <laughs> so then, and then I have to add on. Oh there. yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I, I mean, it's just kind of the, I guess it just kind of, you just kind of have to learn to strengthen that new muscle and just deal with it. Right. Yep. You do. Yeah. So let's talk about the last piece and that's the logistics. And this is probably where I would imagine people listening, you know, are, are thinking, yeah, that's probably going to be my roadblock. Cause I don't know about like moving every three months or whatever it is and kind of dealing with all that. So share, share some insights with me. 
So, I mean, a lot of the logistics um, actually is some of the planning is tough, right? So there's, you know, visas, vaccinations, what will I do about my taxes, right? So getting that together. But I think um, the the idea of moving when, you know, when I first started, I was moving around, I'd pick a country, as you may know, um, Americans usually get for many places, we get a automatic tourist visa uh-huh. between 30 and 90 days. So your, your point about moving around every 90 days is quite re- relevant. Yeah. Uh, and you may um, be like me and sort of be like, oh my God, I'm in Argentina. It's huge. I've got 90 days. I want to see everything <laughs> and like uh-huh. move a lot. Um, or you may invest in slow travel, um, which, which I do more of now. So it's more like, um, I'd rather stay somewhere for a few weeks or a month and get to know it. Um, and you, you don't move cause actually, uh, vac- if you're used to vacation travel, this is very different vacation travel. You get a week or two and you have pre-planned most things and you're running around like mad to see all the tourist sites. Yeah. But when, when you're doing the slow travel, I, I mean, I've gone plenty of places where I haven't even seen half of the tourist sites because I'm, I'd rather sit in the cafe and watch people go by and meet locals. Well, uh, and and honestly, you're going to get more of the feel of somewhere when you go to places like that than when you go to what I call the tourist traps. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know I just, I have to ask you this just because I'm planning one of my retreats next year is to New Zealand and I know woo-hoo! you spent a lot of time there. Yes. So, so I'm just wondering what you can share about that. About New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, I will. So um, I was marooned there two years during the pandemic. I was so lucky to be there. Um, We had 75 days of lockdown and then a year of no COVID life. Um, I'm bummed that Jacinda is has stepped for her. But (laughs) um, so it's a beautiful country. I think it's um, I I found the people like bend over backwards helpful. Um, You know, if if you needed a lift somewhere, a total stranger would be happy to, you know, know, take care of you. I had people take me in uh, who I didn't know for um, weeks or months at a time. Um, It was lovely. And I I just can't think of a lot of places where people, people are, I mean, beautiful everywhere, but you know, the, the bend over backwards helpfulness, that's just part of their culture. Even, even when I called it like an 800 number, and, you know, needed help with something, there was not the, I'm used to like, well, I don't know, call this person. And over there, it's like, oh my gosh, have you tried this? Have you tried, wait, let let me put you on hold and call this number for you and see if they can help me. I mean. Yeah. It's almost like a whole different experience as far as customer service goes, right? Yes, it really is. Yeah. Just lovely. Um, Yeah. So I guess, I guess my question with all of this, with the logistics and, um, you know, the moving around and all that is, is that it, it really, you really have to work on just kind of releasing your expectations and just allow yourself to really be open to all kinds of possibility. I I couldn't agree more. And I'm someone, like I mentioned before, I'm a, I was a pre-planner before I went into this and go with the flow is the best attitude for this lifestyle because 
you will just meet people as you go that will tell you about wonderful places you should visit. And you will discover places that you couldn't have planned in advance because you're not going to find them um, in the tourist guides. (laughs) Yeah. My mom, my mother used to always tell us when we were younger and she still does to this day, you know, there are nice people everywhere. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's say someone out there is listening. Well, there are plenty of people listening. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> but let's say our, someone's listening to this and they're thinking, dang, that sounds really good. But I don't know. It works for her. I don't know how this would all work for me. I'm just wondering if you could offer some easy, simple tips that might get somebody thinking that this could work for them. Sure. So what I would recommend before you go and like jump off the proverbial cliff is if you're working now um, and you you have a bunch of vacation, I would take a longer vacation. Um, I mean, I was lucky when I quit. I had like five weeks vacation or something. So if that might be you, take a month, right? And go, um, or it, you might even be able to get a short-term sabbatical or something and use it to travel the whole time. Um, yeah. so, so you can feel what it's like at when you pass There's something that happens at the two week mark where you suddenly realize like, oh, shoot, this isn't vacation. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's funny that you mentioned two weeks because I I had a client. He's retired now, um, but he still comes to see me. But he always said he felt like a week was never long enough for vacation. But two weeks was just long enough that if something needed to get done, that somebody else would eventually do it. Right. Yes. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So, you know, get yourself used to um, what it's like to actually not come home after that. And you have all this time and, you know, your your goal is no longer to see the tourist sites. It's just daily life. Do you still enjoy it? (laughs) So you can check that out. Um, And I think um, like setting setting small goals and handling things in small chunks um, is great. And you can see if this is a an experience that you enjoy do you like when you come back are you are you regretting that you're jumping on the plane to go back home yeah or are you excited um are you inspired yeah, I would imagine like the small goals would be like paring your stuff down and just really allowing yourself to vision cast and dream a little bit about well what would what, what would it be like if I went and lived overseas for a month you know I mean yep. what would that really look like exactly. Um, yeah, because if you if you if you might even like you said, there's certain things you're going to have to do to change your life, and it might be you might be living on a budget. So try living on a budget if you're not used to that for yeah. a week or two, and see you know and track all of your expenses. I do that like to 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 be able to live this lifestyle. It's something we all have to do. Do you are you able to do that? <laughs> like really look at your money and all of your expenses and stick to a per diem budget, for example. Um, and start doing some of the stuff that we incorporate as part of our daily life and do it into your life and see, see what you think. Yeah. I bet that would be, um, I bet for some people it it would probably be a little freaky. I would think to try to imagine, you know, it's like, I can totally see where doing something like this on a regular basis would be kind of intimidating for people. It could be. And I mean, I travel solo and I know a lot of people are like, I could never do what you do. And I would disagree. I'm sure everyone could do what I'm doing. It's just a matter of the courage you have or 
being open-minded that your perceptions could be wrong. (laughs) Um, But I would say if you're also out there and you are a solo traveler um, or you are thinking about this lifestyle and you're thinking, oh, I really want to do it, but I don't know if I want to do it alone. um, You know, there's there's plenty of places in the world that are really safe, um, especially for female solo travelers. And you might just start out in one of those easier countries and get your feet wet and then um, move on from there. Oh, I love that. I just think that it's just like such a simple, on one hand, it almost sounds like too good to be true, you know, um, yeah. you know, cause I, I know there are people out there thinking, oh, wow, that's a, just a pipe dream, you know, but I think it might be if you're considering that nothing will change about your day-to-day life. And of course, if there's anything that travel teaches us is that, you know, we have to be flexible and go with the flow. Yes. Yeah, it yeah, does. It kind of takes the control factor out, which, you know, most human beings want to be in control. Well, and the lovely thing is, um, and maybe not lovely at the time always, but it does push you out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. And um, it you will learn so much about yourself. And um, most of those lessons are extremely rewarding. Oh, yeah. I could not agree more because you always learn more about yourself when you travel. I mean, you find out just way more than you would ever think. Yeah. yeah. And I've laughed at myself quite a bit when I realize I'm like, you know, having whatever reaction I am to a given situation. And I'm like, why do I always do this? Like, that's really funny. <laughs> no, it's true, though, because I mean, I know I do lots of retreats throughout the year. Um, I put them on in my business. And I know one of the things I always tell people when you join me is that this is an exercise in pushing your boundaries and what you believe to be true. And there's no better way to do it than to just do it through an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Heather, where can people find you? Well, the easiest way is to go to fulltimetravelcoach.com, um, where you'll, that's my main website. Um, if you go to, um, let's see, uh, my YouTube channel, um, which is just youtube.com forward slash Heather Markell. I have a whole bunch of great videos, um, that your listeners can watch and learn about, uh, traveling. And um, on my website, I have a, if you scroll down, I have a get started um, link. And um, if you can peruse and I have a free ebook about 12 ways to afford full-time travel. And I also offer a free full-time travel chat. Oh, awesome. Free ebook. I bet that would be a really interesting place to start. Yep. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your insight. I just, I talk a lot about giving yourself experiences as a way to really prioritize yourself, not just from, you know, the travel opportunity, but just from everything that you learn about yourself, which there's no better way to prioritize yourself than to, you know, it's almost like you're dating yourself, right? You're you're figuring out like what I like, what I don't like, what my dreams are. Why do I dream that? Why do I, why does that, why is that something that I want? There's no better way to figure out more about yourself than to travel. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> yep. No, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so for all of you listening out there, I know a lot of you are all about travel just because that's one of the things that we do here at CU Fitness between our retreat experiences and the opportunities that we have to help you create retreat experiences in your business. Please definitely check out Heather's site. Um, there's just a there's so many takeaways from our chat, so many golden nuggets. Um, If you've been thinking that this might could be something, or maybe you're at a point in your life where you're looking for something different or a different opportunity, 
head over to her site, fulltimetravelcoach.com. You can find all those links in the in the show notes um, and take advantage of learning from a real industry pro, right? Somebody who's who's traveling and, and doing it all. Um, and if you are thinking possibly about retreats and experiences, maybe you want to go on one, maybe you want to put one together and monetize it in your business, or maybe you're looking at a different way to do client experiences, then two things I'm going to tell you. One, go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and download my free mini retreat playbook. This is my five-step process that I use in creating all of the retreats that I do. And I've led over 25 of them as a business owner over the last five or six years, if you don't count the 2020 year when nobody was really traveling. Um, the other thing I can encourage you to do is make sure you check out our, our second podcast episode, Creating the World's Best Client Experiences, in which we talk about things just like what Heather and I are talking about. We talk about the challenges. We talk about the wins. We talk about the amazing experience piece of it, because if you can get past the logistics and the need to release control and the planning that goes with it, there's a whole lot waiting for you on the other side. And that's what we talk about on that show. So I would love for you to come over and check that out and let us know what you think. Uh, you can always go to my website and drop me a, a DM. You can find my email address there, or you can find me on any of my socials. All of those links are in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for all of your support of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care and for creating the world's best client experiences. We've been on the air now almost four years, um, and we reach more people every week. And we get to talk with fabulous guests like Heather and plenty of other people that we've had the opportunity to um, to pick their brains, really to give you the absolute best perspective so that you can frame taking care of yourself in the best way for you. Just know how thankful and appreciative I am for you and everyone out there listening because I couldn't do it without you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one. Mm -hmm.